He was going to try one of these where he goes one, a two, hey, three, and, ju and jump into the bottom, jump into the, the, the floor below their balcony. Oh. But guess what? This is not a, a, a Jamie Foxx movie, my friend. Gravity is real. I'm a f***ing animal! Wow. <laughs> Hold on, JD, did you just burp right before we started? Yeah, I, I throw burped. Oh, you throw burp. Hey, this is uh, Complete Animals, second <clears throat> episode. Man, did we learn a lot from the first episode, didn't we, JD? It was trash, but I could do, we could do better next time. Oh, that's what he thinks. But my name is DJ Wonder. This is JD over here. Uh, Complete Animals, if you didn't listen to the first episode, I implore you, go check it out. YouTube.com slash DJ Wonder or any... Uh, podcast service provider you just type in dj wonder or complete animals and you will find us um so you can see how trash it was right jd no comments but yeah right. definitely right. check it out check this out um i got put into a uh, in a miami florida cool guy group text right with all of these these uh influencers so before i put the podcast out jd hits me and he goes I, yo man you gotta edit this you gotta edit this i look crazy listen I, I said, I said, F it. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put it out there anyway. And now, not only is it out there, uh, it, it went to all the influencers that this guy knows. How do you feel about that? They, they all saw it. All right. You know who you are. Come at me. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then also, after after we recorded last time, there was all kinds of drama. Do you remember that, JD? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you. That hit from the blind side. That we're was not, interesting. We're not going to get into it right now. Eventually, we may cover it. But let me just tell you, this is no joke. We're put, we're giving a, uh, giving all you listeners and viewers our all, and this is very serious. You don't know what happens before and after each recording. It gets it gets real. It sure does. It sure <laughs> does. And no doubt about that. Once again, YouTube.com slash DJ Wonder. You're probably watching it on it right now. But hit subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Um... I did an interview with Mad Max Radio. This kid is in college, right? His name is Mad Max. He has a radio station on Live 365. It's called Live365.com slash station slash Mad Max Radio and a bunch of other numbers. Just type in Mad Max Radio. It'll come up. So he's graduating college. So I'm guessing he's probably 21, 22, right? But this dude was like an old soul. He asked me like stuff about horror movies. He knew who Linda Blair was from The Exorcist before I could come up with her name. Like uh, this is what I've noticed with a younger generation of people is that they are very old souls. And you kind of put me on to this, JD. There was a there was a girl that we were like driving with the last time I came down to Miami, maybe like in January, and she was like going about ninety to one hundred miles an hour on in the car, playing Barry White over and over and over. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and, with the short hair. Yeah, yeah. What, she, what what did you call her? What did you call her? She kind of looked like Meg from Family Guy, but she's a gorgeous <laughs> version of Meg, though. That's right. So you we, know who you are. We know her as Meg from Family Guy. Um, but yo, she she wanted to, she wanted to. I don't know who she was trying to impress, or if that's just what she does. She was going through all of her Barry White songs and no, driving. She's in her own world. She's artsy like that. Yeah. So is that is that's what's up with this generation? It's a bunch of uh, old souls, or how did, or it, the internet is allowing people to uh, to do that? Hey, she's in a big three old range, you know, so she gets away with that. Okay, I thought she was younger, but it's all good no. too. <laughs> she, hey, she, I know, hey, she was not. She has different stress levels. All right. Well, this weekend. I played 
two places in Miami. I played the Sylvester, and I'll talk to the guy that kind of put me on to that a little bit later on tonight. Um, and then I played Blackbird also, and I was feeling, I was feeling kind of rusty, man. I wasn't ready. No, actually, you did perform well. You handled yourself well. Well, you came at a good time. Everybody was f- drunk, and uh, the crowd was kind of responsive. The beginning of the night is where you got to worry, because especially if you're doing, this is a DJ talk, and this is not a DJ podcast. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, it's the foreplay. You got yeah. to give a good foreplay. What I do. I'm a DJ. So I go in there. I haven't DJed like in a big room. You know, I've done it a couple times during this past year, but not really. So this is like one of my first like big room gigs where you got to go from like 11 p.m. to like 5 a.m. basically and nonstop. You can't, you can't play Groove Theory at 11 p.m. You know what I'm saying? You can't play like, you know, uh, Kenny Burke rising to the top. These kids even though they're old souls they're gonna boo you they're gonna throw their gum at you i've, I've had it happen several times so you got to go in hard but you don't want to you don't want to burn records you don't want to run through stuff when nobody's in the room so these are the things i had to deal with and i'm trying to uh reinvigorate myself reteach myself all of my tricks i had a couple djs am i boring you no you're not sir okay i had a couple djs in the room and i messed up one or two times and i just thought like they're looking at me, they're standing down there looking at me like oh, look at this man we're about to take this fool out you oh this og out we're gonna take him out because look he he doesn't even know it's like maybe how i looked at some of the guys when i was coming up that that were like the true school guys djing and i was like man i could kill them <clears throat> if i if i was playing right now mm-hmm. so I know, I know i know a lot of people feel that way but don't worry you're not going to kill me because i'm going to get back in the game i'm going to get back in the groove and then i'm going to kill each and every one of you why does every dj think that like listen where you were that spot you were djing at, it's catered more to like it's such a welcoming place they're not really coming for the the music sometimes i think they're just really coming here to just get drunk and once in a while they'll peep what you're playing but i don't think that's like their soul of it so you're fine there's places you go you're like yeah like what's his name said a train it's like blackbird is where you get a full body workout as a dj you can play whatever you want you test out a crowd Okay, that's the second time you've done that. His name was DJ Conflict. That was a guest on episode one. You can check it out, youtube.com hey, slash man. DJ Wonder. My respect to you. Don't take it personal. My bad. I know you like boxing. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can check that out, episode one. Conflict talked about uh, boxing Diplo. He wants to challenge Diplo. And next, he'll be challenging this guy over here. Also, I did another Miami thing. I went to a Marlins game on Sunday. Miami don't go to no sports, man. That's not a Miami thing. It was just bored. It was a cool thing to do for the gram on Sunday and that little red jersey and stuff. Yeah, it was a uh, Cuban heritage uh, like week or month or something. They had yeah, a bunch the of Sugar red Kings, jerseys. the legendary Marlins. Yes, Sugar Kings. Um, and I went, Dex Hobbs was the dude that hooked it up, so thank you for uh, hooking me up with those tickets, man. Uh, but the main thing I noticed, I'm not a baseball fan at all, and – but one thing that changes about sports is if you have good seats, any boring sport becomes like fire. So is, is anybody wants to take me to a cricket game or something like that, maybe a rugby match or maybe a WNBA game. If I had like floor seats at a WNBA <clears throat> game, I would be posting all over. Like I, I would be stunting on everybody at a WNBA You're game. You're really from Delaware, man. Why do you say that? Cricket? <laughs> Lacrosse? I was trying to think of sports that aren't that popular, but I guess... You didn't get that one, man. Um, yeah, dude. That's but th- listen, seats make seats make the action. So thanks once again, Dex Hobbs, and the Marlins destroyed the New York Mets. I didn't know which which team to root for, but whatever, man. It was fun. Uh, also, I was thinking about the baseball players. Yo, baseball players are the most like normal looking, out of shape dudes. I mean, they're they're massive. A lot of them are really diesel, 
and uh, and tall, but they're the most out of shape athletes. How do you feel about that, JD? Not all of them. Um, yes, the uh, typical prototype baseball player is about like six two, six four. Some of them are five. Depends on the position, but yes, some of them are out of shape. More like pitchers are out of shape. They just care about their arm strength, so it's different. I was thinking like first baseman, but it's all good. Uh, but I, one thing I did think about is that women love baseball players because it's guaranteed money. Yeah, a lot of them would be like, oh, I like their tight pants. Well, you should love a football player too then. All right. Uh, I'm next. One thing that I did see, Mother's Day passed a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm kind of upset at uh, just I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed and upset for some of the guys. That it's the first time they have to post any females in their life. And you get to see what's that ride or die chick look like. It's and uh, I feel I feel bad sometimes. I used, <laughs> listen, I used to feel bad for, for kids that would come to school and have like off brand shoes like they'd have like the eight, like the voids. I think they were called the voids, the, voids, the voids. whole the whole Payless shoe source collection. Yeah. Anything from Payless. It, it, like I would I would cry for children. I felt I don't usually feel empathy. I feel like I'm a sociopath, but I felt empathy for any child that had to wear like bootleg shoes like ruse. Like ruse with the little stash pocket on the side of them, uh, and, and it upset me. And that's what I kind of felt like. It's ex- it's really exposing some of these guys when you have to post their baby mamas, and you see these are the type of women you are actually dealing with, not what you portray to the world. Um, this is how I look at it. It's normalized that like she could be just your baby mother. Okay, it's okay. Just being a kid's life, you still support her too. Yes, the child support is supporting her as well. And that's how you go about your business. What you do, you get your shit together. You get a good paying job, whatever business it is. And that's how you do it. That's just how I look at it. So. Yeah, but, but you have a scarlet letter known as that baby mama's face you're always going to have to show to the public. Mm, that's fine. Hey, you got to do it for the kids too, but you don't need to be forcibly be with that person. That's just how I look at it. All right, check this out. Do you personally... Uh, no, no, what people but, should do, oh. this is why I look at it, Eric. We live in this generation. This is what I want to talk about. We live in a generation, we've seen a lot of mistakes people have done. 80s, 90s. So let's change the the way we do things. We should learn that. You don't get someone pregnant if you don't have your set financially. I'm not telling you you're making six figures to get someone knocked up. You know what comes with it. And before you go get this person knocked up, do you want this person in your life as a mother, as your child? This person is a psycho. Please, you learn these things. It's called... That's how I look at it. You think this generation is going to be the generation to change that? The people have been saying that for hundreds of years, but but it just happens that things just happen, and you just you just go with the flow. You don't Listen, think I'm that- honest? I don't got time to waste with nobody. Listen, you're my baby mother. Let me know what I'm paying. Well, I'm still gonna spend quality time, but I'm gonna do me now. If I want to work it to that level, let's do it together. Let's harmonize. If not, it's not. I know a lot of dads that are happy they got the baby mother. Of course, I'm gonna show you off on Mother's Day. It's not because it's Mother's Day. I appreciate you. You're raising. My seed. You know, I'm sure you're there for me, too. All right. Here's the real question. I'm que- controversial. Here's I'm the gonna, real question. I'm, a, yeah. I'm not sugarcoating shit. Okay. I love it when you, you just tell people that you're, I'm a controversial. Rather than just stating the controversial opinion, you got to let them know. Hit them double time with that controversy. <laughs> All right. Check this out. This is the real question. I want to know, can you gain an edge on a business rival or someone who's in your career, somebody you don't even like, if you know that girls you date are better looking than girls that they date, do you feel like you have an edge on them? What do you mean by that? Like you walk in a room and you you bring a girl in with you and mm-hmm. then you they walk in a room and you see the kind of girls that they get with and you kind of like, uh, oh, I guess, I'm a, I guess I'm doing a little better than you, aren't I, man? You ever feel that way? Depends on the stage I'm in my life. And how, as you get older. How about right now, man? Right now? 
I always get misunderstood for that. Oh, this guy will suck. Like he's all that. He walks in the room with this. No, I just I just know what the fuck I like. I have great taste. I'm not saying I have great taste. That's not. I don't want to sound arrogant. It's just like I have a specific type I want to mess with. Okay, so that. why did dudes um why did why did dudes if they're if they have a yacht or there's something like that they want to go out uh, for the weekend they ask girls to send pictures uh, of how you look to, to make sure the whole the vibe is right why do people have door why do they why they're doormen at, at exclusive nightclubs why is that okay it's called a club right not everybody could be in so I, that's why I would tell everyone if you get rejected somewhere high end it's a club for a reason the reason I ask that is don't you feel the same way when you're vetting your date the person that you're not saying your baby mama which we just talked about or somebody that you're going to be with for the rest of your life that makes you happy the person that maybe you want to go be seen with that weekend you don't vet them the same way that a doorman does meaning like if I'll tell her if she's slacking or you won't go out with her off if you don't think you're going to look good that night Hell yeah, I'm always, any, if a girl goes out, I mean, if she knows what's up, she'll probably send me my pictures. What should I wear? She'll send me like three different options, stuff like that. Yeah, they're comfortable <laughs> with me like that. They know what's up. I know when I know places to go, some chicks, some places not to go. And every man should have that common sense, period. All right, last thing. We're going to talk about MC Kevin. You know who MC Kevin is out of Brazil? You know what that yeah, is? Yeah, that's an interesting case, man. This is how I look. I don't know the story. You know, people are full of crap. Yeah. But listen, if you're a rapper... If I'm a rapper and I'm married to you, come on, man. I should be, we, you should know I'm out with threesome with some chicks. I don't want to hear the fact that this guy just chose to throw himself off the building, man. The way I'm looking at this chick, yeah, she, the girls were probably hotter than her. I don't know, maybe she financially supported him in the beginning, maybe. Well, hold on. Let's actually look at the story so people know what we're talking about. MC Kevin, this is from The Sun. It's like semi-reputable source here. Sun Sentinel. MC Kevin's hotel room. Uh, I don't want to talk about all that. But he basically, uh, Brazilian MC Kevin, he has a real hotel room that was littered with all kinds of paraphernalia because he had just messed around with a prostituta uh, and model. Bianca Dominguez, 26. It was during a booze-filled evening with her, but with her and another dude. They had a threesome, but supposedly it was at different times. It wasn't uh, it wasn't all at the same time. It was I think one dude went and another dude went. But guess what? MC Kevin's every MC Kevin's wife, MC Kevin's wife was going. Oh, hold hold on. There's the prostituta. Her name is Bianca Dominguez. Ooh. They offered her $376 to, to, to have sex with her, him, and a male friend of his. <laughs> what? Yeah. I See, I don't, know if it was like, I don't know if it was all like together, but I think it was two separate things. But anyway, the whole point is that they're out there wiling out, drinking, going crazy, paying $376, probably, probably a little That's chunk. a little cheap. That's a little affordable. She probably had some disease. I don't know. I don't know. What is the dollar of value it don't in, in Brazil? Well, yeah, you're right. That's in Brazil. It, might, it might be more, man. I don't know. Anyway, so this is her. This is the this is the this is the guy. This is the girl he traded it all for, basically, right here. Um, and I'm trying to find a picture of his his wife, who who is a good looking woman as well. And she had it all together. Uh, they had just got married. Look, this is them being happy. Yeah, right she here. Was like she was supporting him financially in the beginning, so yeah. he's not loyal to her. I feel it. Yeah. You, do you know about that, JD? No, no. I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. Like, I kind of get that <laughs> vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's the he's the tattooed bad boy that she always wanted. Of course. Oh, but then look, she's still by his side here in in the from the from the cradle to the grave, baby. In the coffin, she's she's right here. Bro, that's sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
bro oh. bro come on man. oh okay that's what she was yo so the the prostitute was 26 the wife was 33 he's 23 and she's a criminal she's a criminal lawyer dude you knew yes. you knew she was going to find out about this anyway no, the, the forensics th department there goes there goes a red flag right there. it's in her and it's in her back pocket where he got the red flag right there. yeah so she's a criminal lawyer you you knew he wasn't going to get a away. case like that and i'm not i'm gonna be real careful what i'm gonna say women like her so to her her biggest pride is like she got a good looking dude no homo she's in her 30s she definitely did plastic surgery She's not a speed, so, you know, Buddy's young. He's not in an age of, like, I don't think it's communication skill. Like, most men, like, we're afraid to tell a woman like it is. In a case like that, I just think it's, yo, you could have just kept it real with her because you're an artist. You're going to be around that. And I'm sure a lot of rappers are out there who date some chicks. I'm sure their wife knows what's up. It is what it is. That's just what comes with it. So hold on. I think this is the. Uh, I think this guy, folks. If you're not, if you uh, check out YouTube.com/slash/DJ Wonder. If you're listening to the audio version, you can see kind of the visuals of what we're looking at. But we're looking at what the the pal who was part of the threesome looks like over here too. <laughs> is that, is this him with the like the the Louis the Louis bag across his his chest here, dressed in all Louis Louis Vuitton? Oh, there, like he's scamming. Like he's living. They it up look in like Cancun. they definitely look like scammers for sure. He just jumped out with like the third no, floor. Okay, he didn't jump out. He was he was gonna pull a maneuver from probably a, a late nineties like booty call movie or something like that where you just, you're like oh man my lady's coming to get me I gotta go out the balcony so he he went to the balcony to hang off he was gonna try one of these where he goes one a two and three and, ju and jump to the bottom jump into the, the the floor below their balcony oh. but guess what he didn't quite make it splatted all over the ground man this is this is not this is not a a, a Jamie Foxx movie my friend. Gravity is real, and that's what happened to, to MC Kevin. Yeah, from now on, fellas, if you go out to go do some dirt, you go in a house, you do it in, in a house, okay? Not an apartment. Mm. So you can escape smoothly. <laughs> or at least you know your surroundings, and, uh, and maybe you've practiced. Maybe you have, a, maybe you have nah, a, a, nah, an man. American gladiator style, nah. a ninja warrior style. And, uh, and in his case, people, people are going to be like, oh, you're full of shit. I would just eat, bite the bullet, bro. I'm like, yep. That's what happened. What sucks about it, it was not a threesome with chicks. There was a dude involved. I see why. It's awkward. It's like, yo, my whole boy, no, we're just all, I get it. That, that's that's why. I mean, that sucks for you, man, but. Nah, I, I would just bite the bullet. I was just like, listen, you're older than me. I'm young. Come on, man. At 23 is a whoring ass age. I tell that to women and men. That's your, you're at your prime, man. You're supposed to be doing shit like that. All right, so if you're a dude and you have a sugar mama, that sugar mama should know that you're going to be uh, messing around with other women closer to your age. She should know that. Did you ever have a sugar mama? Before? Oh, no, never. I don't. I'm Haitian. I don't believe a woman taking care of me. So no. Yep. Nope. All right. Let's uh let's introduce our guest, JD. That was great, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Well, first off, I I might as well I might as well show uh our main guest tonight, baby, the one and only DJ Kaz. What's up, Kaz? What up? What up? What's good? I right. hear, AKA the Miami staple, the man right there. Look at him. He's, he had, look at the shirt and look at the hat. He's ready. Rapping, rapping. You see it? All see right. It? Come on. Also, hey, look at this girl. This is my friend, Jen. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she, she somehow, oh. somehow this girl just shows, shows up uh, randomly at my apartment every so often in Miami. I don't know how it happens, but I let her, I let her uh, stay sometimes. And then she, 
She tells me, Cash, she tells me uh, celebrity gossip all the time. And I the feel dirt. like it might, it might be useful for my everyday life. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Since you're since you're you're just hanging around in Miami every so often, why don't you come on and actually tell other people some of these items that you know about and no other people know about? So Jen, are you are you ready to do that? Hanging around. What's, okay. What's the first piece of dirt? <laughs> I want I want to hear the first piece of dirt. <laughs> but yeah, of course I'm fine with it. All right. So let's get into it, man. Listen, <laughs> JD and I, we don't know anything except for uh, male on male on female threesome uh, news story. So maybe, Jen, you can tell us what else is going on. Hit us. Okay. Well, this one, I already told you, Eric, last night. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to edit that Yeah, this out. is, no, this is when I was uh, dangling from my balcony right outside. She told okay. me this one. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, this is like basically about like industry plants and it basically says that Lord, Dua Lipa, Rihanna, um, they've been groomed since they were like much younger by managers and like industry people instead of this like sob story, you know, that Rihanna has told of like, oh, I was poor and like got discovered by JD at some hotel. Yeah. Yeah, so, J- JD or Jay Z, Jermaine Dupri. Or <laughs> oh my God, I was looking at JD and thinking Jay Z. Kaz, you know about industry plants. You've heard you've heard yeah, this of course, before, of course. I mean, um, I think this comes with the territory, and then, but I mean, I don't know where people like you and me are so in, like we're so deep in, and that it's just normal to us. All right, the biggest thing takeaway that I took from the story was, was that you mentioned a Dua Lipa, a right. Dua Lipa. I, I like Dua Lipa. She's she's, she's man, really that British accent. Oof. Is it yeah. British? Yeah, she's yeah. British. God damn. All right, so this is the this is the problem that I have. I think she I think she's attractive sometimes, and I think she looks yeah, a, a little she, ma- a little masculine very, sometimes. Very, she's very off and on. Sometimes she got the urban outfit model. Okay, vibe. so right here she yo nice soft features. She's looking, Albanian, that's why. Go looking ahead. looking good, but then you hit you hit you hit the uh, you hit the the side of the face with a little blush the wrong way, and things go a little little sideways man like, hey, like man, see what hey, i deal with hey, hey man listen i thought i was that savage bro hey look man. up hey look up look up dua lipa's dad yeah. okay so They're very manly listen I'll thank you me. thank you kaz because i'm gonna show her show her one more time just check it out check out some just type in dua lipa pics and uh and you, you can kind of see what we're what we're talking about here you know we're not, not judging not judging anybody just just taking a look all right so what i was going to talk about is uh, women that I can automatically tell what their father looks like by looking at them, and it's not a bad thing because sometimes uh, those 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 masculine features kind of help. like I love I love like thick eyebrows, uh, you know what I mean, stuff like that. I like a little mustache. No, I'm joking, but I do. You you could see like a chiseled a chiseled face. Sometimes that the face structure the father will lend to to uh, his daughter, but then when you can see when you can see the dad's face. Imagine you know giving a giving a nice kiss to a to a young lady and you you just you're envisioning <laughs> dad so you know I thought about this with like Brooke Hogan and Hulk Hogan stuff yeah, like that I can relate oh. yeah, yeah, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke Hogan is also like what she's probably like five ten you know yeah like, that's a stout woman. like like she wears like grown I mean I don't know like tailored clothes I don't know but she's big you know like you it's not like if you see her, you don't know who her fucking dad is. Like, you know, it's like, yo, it's, she's Hulk Hogan's freaking daughter, you know? I just think this should be illegal. Women are six one, six feet. Like, what the hell, bro? That's illegal. <laughs> but you know, that's going to sound like a sexist. I don't mean it like that. It's just, you're taller than me. What the? F-? I mean, I mean, there's girls that like to be taller. The girls that like to be the the controlling look at me with my little 
I almost said a politically incorrect or PC non PC term. Look at me with my little person, you know, like, <laughs> and and the girls feel like empowered, you know, like there's this thing with girls feeling so empowered, and then also the guys sometimes like they're like, look at me with my stallion, you know, like. Yeah, dude. Like usually, it's like like that's part of the like what we were talking about before. People like to be seen with uh, good-looking women, and they feel like it's an accessory when they walk in the restaurants and stuff. Especially smaller guys, they love to have a, a model on their arm, or at least I mean, the trophy. The trophy wife. I have a friend. I have a friend of mine that right now is currently dating his trophy, and it's so funny because he goes into this like like persona when he's dating these girls that like. Like, like we know him, and we're like, "Yo, bro, like this is like okay." You're putting the the sting mask on, you know, like he, he's putting the fucking sting mask on, and like he's super like, "Oh, let me take, let me pull the chair for you, you know, let me do this, that." And and it's funny because he showed up to one of my gigs, and uh, I was shouting him out on the mic, and I was like, you know, putting him on the spot. I was being a fucking a jerk, you know, and and he was super like, "Oh, you know, like I'm at work," kind of mentality, you know. <laughs> But he 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 to him it's his trophy. So he will do no matter what it takes to like, so he can walk in and be like, he wants guys to be like, damn, she's so hot, man, that guy fucking did it. Exactly what yeah. I'm talking about, baby. It Why shows, do you want to be so it, envied? Like it, no, because it shows you're a powerful, a powerful person, and and the ultimate goal is women. Women do ruin the world, and I don't care what anybody says. It's they the, do. It's the truth. I love my women. You do everything. I love all of them. Everything you do is for a woman. I, I'm no, 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 no. I'm a creative person. It's it's all about my art. No, you're ugly, and you want you found something that you were good at, so you could impress the girl on the playground. That's the whole point. You just happen to get good at it. Everything revolves around women, and that's what I'm saying. You're looking for the best possible option to present yourself to the world, and I think that's what's happening here. Anyway, okay, let's move on from Dua Lipa. Jen, uh, speaking of women running the world, go ahead. What's what's the uh, next <laughs> yeah. next item you have there? So speaking of. <laughs> Uh, you know, women that are in Hollywood with their dads that are famous, like Steve Harvey, his daughter, Lori Harvey, <laughs> Lori Harvey dating Michael B. Jordan. This was a blind item. Squirrel chipmunk looking like that. Looking <laughs> as the so no, no, before she goes forward, these women out there be like, I want a man that's six four, six this. You look at Michael B. Jordan, he's like five eight, five nine. Mm. I don't And care. a guy's so height, hot. that is short. And do not go there with me. That's short? Yeah. And the guy's height. That's not I'm saying oh. short. I'm not that's not what I mean. It depends how you built, you know, with that height. Whatever. But I don't like when women do that. So an average guy has to be this whatever to you, mm -hmm. but a celebrity, it's like little Wayne, right? How Wayne's what? Five six. He's short. Five he's short. And <sighs> and you mean to tell me you're five no 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 and but with me, I gotta meet this ladies, come on. No, but most girls most girls that automatically want that off the rip honestly have nothing to offer of course i mean we can get into this subject right, real like, quick i just want to say that uh michael b jordan looks like steve harvey <laughs> and i said this before they started dating <laughs> michael b jordan could play a biopic of steve harvey like young, from, a young steve harvey yeah, yeah from yeah, yeah. from the kings of comedy all the way up to family dude <laughs> it could be michael b jordan and now yo i so the same way that we or let me just say me i don't know about anybody else that i might see a resemblance of uh somebody's dad and and, and their daughter i wonder if she is like kissing michael b jordan and thinking mm, steve harvey with that big old bushy mu mustache rubbing up all with my the, lips with man. the chalkboard hey, eraser mustache hey, hey george <laughs> shout out to you george your brother is a phenomenal bodyguard only, steve harvey only only better mustaches <laughs> drake's dad 
Oh, oh, that mustache, King. bro. King. Man, that's that. That's that. Wake up in the morning, you got all the eggs staining that mustache. Yeah, let me Ugh. tell you, the ladies love, ladies love that, yeah. the, that that crop duster or whatever that bro. thing. Is. Bro, that's like that's like a that's like a that's like a that's like a clit rubber. That's like a clit rubber. Oh my like, god. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, wait, let, let me tell you something, JD. We're trying to be, we're trying to be a little more uh, clever. We don't, we don't have to, we don't we have need to say everything that, to make a world, man. Have to say My those personality words. is savage. <laughs> Your personality is tamed. Hers is professional, and his is like a mild. He's a chill, and I'm. Just I mean, a I'll, savage. I'll, I'll, I'll give very forward responses. Exactly. And I'll like. That's how it should be. You know, my commentary will be very direct. So. All right, well, let's get it. Let's do some more. Uh, one, let's do one more story with a with, and get your forward response there, DJ Kaz, and then we'll really introduce you and, and get to know about Oof. you. Oof. Go ahead. I never did the story. I just said their names. Oh, well, what was the actual story? My I bad. Know. Go ahead. Um, so the blind says. Hold on, real quick. I want to talk about. Let's talk about uh, Steve. The Steve Harvey's mustache again. That sounds like. No, go ahead. Do the story. <laughs> it says that I've been telling you this since day one. Uh, okay, let me explain blind items. Eric, you didn't explain blind, blind items. Did you? Go ahead. You didn't. So blind items are basically like people in the industry that write into this like very long blog. So this is either going to come out in the news soon or it's like it's more, way more. Well, it's all alleged, but in it's way cut. more factual than like, you know, looking at something on. Well, TMZ is pretty accurate. Like reliable like sources. It's, yeah, way more reliable. So somebody said, I've been telling you since day one of the relationship between Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, that he was seeing other people and he continues to be. And that if Lori, if Lori Harvey is fine with it or doesn't know is the question. The other women have been and continue to happen though. So basically he's cheating on her even though, you know, they're going around town like. He's Michael B. Jordan. I know. I mean, it's like ball player wives, you know, like they sign up for that lifestyle. You know, like what do you expect? I'm sorry. Like, exactly. Like, if they want, they want the Birkin. They want this. They want that. They want the truck. They want whatever. You know, like they know that their husbands are mainly cheating on them. If I got money like that, I'm like, not I faithful think, to I, one like, person. He he was there every Monday at FDR every Monday. Like yeah. all those ball players would leave with different girls, come in with different girls. Like, I mean, so you have to just accept it, unless you're J Lo. No, I mean, I I I. I <laughs> I think it just comes with the territory, and I mean, I'm not saying every single ball player is is, is cheating, but the ones that are out, like you know, you <clears> obviously <throat> have some kind of power that with these girls that you can just pull whatever you want. Once and, again, goes back to what I'm talking about, man. This is it's a double standard, but it is life. But shout out to AC Green, who was a virgin basketball player. I don't I don't know if he's, I don't know if he still is. <laughs> That's a great guy, AC Green. Look him up. A good Christian man. So not everybody's like that, Cass. All right, uh, Jen, let's do one. Let's do one more quick one. What do you got? Okay, well, I have this about you know Aaron Rodgers is allegedly <laughs> gay. It's alleged. <laughs> it's all very alleged. Did you hold on? Did you just hear what she said, JD? Bro, I used to always want that girl he used to date. What was her name? Ham? Which one? Oh. What was her name? Um, Mun? Olivia Mun? Olivia Mun. Ham. First of all, so I love that name, Ham. Olivia. <laughs> He's and just hungry. It's just <laughs> Olivia Mun, man. Yo, come on, Aaron. Put me down with that, man. I'm on I know she's up. insanely gorgeous, but they always like it was alleged that that was his beard. And actually, she came out after they dated, and she was talking in, in, in on a podcast that um, you know a guy that she was dating for a long time. He only wanted to have sex in the dark and from behind. And it's Olivia Munn, and it's like ob- she dated him for Scary so long, movie. so obviously 
It had to. Yo, have missionary gives you the best nut. The hell's wrong with people, man? But you still, I, doggy style, I gotta go though. I mean, it gotta happen. <laughs> now I gotta go. It's gotta go down too. All right, so Jen, finish the story. What ha- what's with Aaron Rodgers? So right now they're just saying that um, you know he's he's engaged to Shailene Woodley, who is an actress. Do you know who Shailene Woodley is? No um, I, I feel- I'm, I'm very disconnected. Um, I don't know. Anything. But you know who Aaron Rodgers is, yeah, and that's all that matters. Isn't he in the Avengers, right? One NFL player <laughs> oh, from know. Green Bay Packers. I don't know. I don't follow this for I just think that man's spoiled. That's it. You know, he's, they don't know their worth. They don't know their Yo, but hold on. Does Olivia Munn go out with one of those, one of the Avengers or something now, some superhero? Where's no, she she's going out with um, John Mulaney. Oh, crap. I forgot about that. Yo, that's another one. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. But, but real quick, what, what, was the, what was the moral of that story with Aaron Rodgers? What happened? Is that Shailene Woodley is now his beard. And his, what is, what a is, beard what is, is basically is, a girl, I know what that is, but yeah. what, what has she been in, Shailene Woodley? I'll look her up. Go ahead. She was in this new movie, uh, right, Adrift. Uh, let's see here. Big J- Little Lies is what I know her from. You guys would know that. <laughs> J- JD, how, what, <laughs> JD, what are we thinking of? What, how, how, are we, how are we? She looks like the, the T-Mobile. or Is that what it is? Or Sprint? Is that, a, is that a club lip? Whatever it is. She has. She has a cleft, like a cleft oh, lip. Cleft <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! That's the like, first club lip. That's the first thing you Yo, think of. If they were to make a Freddie I Mercury like, biopic like, again, wait, are you saying that they're a live club? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, they're a club live, and I'm like, is if, they, are they a club if they were to make a biopic for Freddie Mercury, it would be a good one for that. Aaron for go. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't look like Freddie Mercury, man. Must he might, no, he's I mean, way hotter. He, he he obviously might like listening to Freddie Mercury, if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> this is this is her, and uh, like I said, she's too pale for me. I like her hair color though. But go ahead, specific. going back to going back to what I was talking about. Listen, man, I'm like, if this guy, if if Aaron Rodgers, one of the most successful uh, NFL players, could have any girl he wants in the entire world, this is the girl he chooses. To me. I just look at it as kind of like okay, I, we're almost on the same level, my dude. I'm looking at, I'm looking right here. So you're telling me I have a chance? Yeah, it's like basically you're telling. So this, this is, this is all I have to look forward to. I, I make uh, tens of millions of dollars a year, maybe a hundred million dollars. Who knows? And uh, this is who you choose. Well, the rumor is too is that she's also using him as her beard because they say that she's gay, allegedly. Because Hollywood is completely psycho. Uh, speaking of which, oh my god, that picture! Oh, hold on, we got to talk about one more thing, Kaz. I promise we're gonna get to you. So what I'm gonna show you is pictures from Australia. They're they're filming the next Thor, I guess, with director it is uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. That don't sound right. What is he? He's Polynesian or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was thinking that too. But anyway, this oh, he is, looks like he's half Asian. Yep. Yeah. Maybe there's some Asian in there, Polynesian. Who knows? Okay, so this is this is Tessa, who was in the Thor movie. She was like one of the characters in the Thor movies, and obviously this is Rita Rita Ora. Yo, this is this is them, like wiling out and at, at a like this is this looks like, like the early morning hours of a freak fest. That's Rita's ex- boyfriend, though. What do you expect? Like this uh, is me in the future. Salt and pepper hair. I'm successful. <laughs> I'm a producer. I'm hanging out with them. Of course, she go might go down like that. Okay, so Taika. Taika, or I don't even he know. He has a say. bitch name. I'm sorry for my language. He has Jeez. a girl name like Taika okay. Waititi. <laughs> okay. Sound anyway, like a, yeah, honestly, honestly, every time I heard like Taika Waititi, I think it's like um, a, woman, a woman writing. It like sounds a, like uh, a model, like a sun tropic uh, calendar model, like from, no, I, I, I from th- French I Polynesia. I think it's like a, a black empowerment author, somebody to Hawaiian. Up, uplift, uplift African American <laughs> people. Yo, he That's looks a, like The Rock there a little bit. Like they could be related in that picture. Damn, um, The Rock, get your peoples, man. 
All right. So anyway, so Rita Ora is going out with Taika, and then Tessa is in the movie that he directed. Okay. So she joined in. And so it looks like they're having a party, and then bong. Look at this right here. Look at this. The, the first off is is that look all the way to the right, folks, on the screen. Is this Rita Ora and and Tessa just having a conversation, or are their noses touching? Are they are they hitting them with a little a little Eskimo kiss, maybe right there? I don't know. You you look. Let your eyes be the judge. What, I would never think? be that close to a woman's face or anybody. I mean, I've never even been that close mm, to. <laughs> I don't believe women saying that. You've kissed women before. It's okay. Women women well, women love women. It doesn't mean because you I, kiss you want to sleep with her. No, I just think I women do that. Hold on, wait a minute. Who's this random woman uh, to the left? Is it is like it's like somebody is like the maid or something, or maybe the publicist Eric. just hanging out, and they're making out right in front of her, and she's just like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a normal. She looks like the snitch. That's what Friday. she looks like to me. That's a normal a Friday. <laughs> so anyway, and then so that's them kissing, and then let's go to the the next piece right here. Boom! Look at them. Which which is more? Which is which? Does Rita have more passion for Taika or Tessa right here? Which one is it? So anyway, the whole point of showing that is that Hollywood, anyone in Hollywood, they're complete freaks. Don't ever in your life tell me how to live my life or lecture me at the next award show. We know what's really going on. We know who you worship. We know what you had to do to get where you want to go. And we're talking about these industry plants. We know who planted something inside of you several years ago before you popped off. So don't ever lecture me at another award show again that's what i get out of seeing those pictures anybody else anybody get something else from from those pics a three it's a threesome my guy's just getting that's yeeks. all i get my guy's getting yeeks i'm not mad oh he's enjoying it mad. man with the baby face with the salt and pepper hair i'm, I'm right next to him why not <laughs> he's actually not bad looking though i'm not gonna lie yeah no he's a good looking guy he looks gay though but hey nothing against mm. gay people i love you y'all gave me all the pussy in the world but <laughs> I mean, all right. he's, he's swagged down. <laughs> all right, this is a good transition point. Thank you, uh, thank you for that, JD. Are you ready to? Uh, are, you, are you ready to move into interview mode? You ready? Watch out for the walls are about to close in. You ready? Three, two, one, baby boy. Look at that. All right, folks, it's time to introduce the man who's been giving his opinions this whole time anyway. But now let's really talk to him. He's the one and only DJ Kaz. What's up, Kaz? Was good. Was good. Thank y'all for having me. All right, Kaz. So. Out here in the pink room. <laughs> the pink room. JD loves it. JD loves the pink room, don't you? Pinky. Buddy? All right. So, uh, Kaz, if if folks don't know, I need you to hit them hit them with the like little quick bio. Two, two the two sentence bio for anybody that might want to know who you are. I gotta I gotta look at this. I'm, I'm going back and forth. Boom, 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 boom. All right, go ahead, Kaz. Hit them to the two sentence bio. Nicaraguan, Miami based, open format DJ. Uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. What are y'all doing? We're we're, we're doing a serious uh, introduction here. Is, is there something wrong? Is everything okay? I feel like I'm in trouble. You are. Anyway, Kaz, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, I'm good. I'm good. So, so good. sorry. So sorry about that. Uh, please, intro, Nicaraguan and Miami-based DJ. Yes. Continue. Nicaraguan, Miami-based open format DJ, collector of weird stuff and random things. I guess I don't know. Random. You know, we have a very similar common interest in random pop culture, uh, random music, very, very open format DJ. I think that's it. All right. So where did, where did you actually grow up? Did, were you born in Nicaragua? I was or were you born, born here? here. I was born in Miami, Dade. I was born at Jackson Memorial. Then my parents were separating right when I was born. So I was raised by my mom in Nicaragua. 
and my dad lived here. So growing up, I spent most of my time in Nicaragua, and then I would come up here for the summers, Christmas, and then I graduated high school over there, and I joined the U.S. military, and I was stationed in San Antonio for six years, and after that, I came here. Right before I joined the military, right before I left Nicaragua was when I started DJing, and it was like hobby. It was a hobby for a long time, and then I kind of started taking it serious. When I got out of the military, I captained San Antonio, and I've been back here for uh, 11 years. Bong. Well, so you were going back and forth between Nicaragua and the U.S. for mm-hmm. what, what was it really like? Nicaragua just like a just like a third world country. It's, it's I a, mean, it's, it's third world straight up because I, I would I would think up. that I don't want to seem like ignorant to it because but that's what I would think. No, like, no, it is. I mean, and in the '90s it was pretty rough. Like you know, in the '90s it was gang up. stuff like that. No, it was more of like this because there was a civil war in the '80s and '90s. And um, I mean, there was a civil war in the '80s, and then in the '90s, it was it was pretty much the the reconstruction of the country. Yo, I used to come to to Miami when I was a kid and have like Rice Krispie treats, Lucky Charms. You guys would go to the store and pack the whole suitcase fuck. up, take it back. No, I, well, I would, I would like when I would come here, my dad would go, like buy us stuff, and I would always buy like you know all the sweets, all like the fruit by the foot, like all the random American <laughs> shit that like we didn't have. Now I love to when it's backwards. When I go back to Nicaragua, when I'm eating like all the fucking random foods and drinks and all the fucking food, you know. All right, this is the big thing. Like when I was a kid, I only wanted to be in America because I know that we got movies first before anybody else. Like other, even Europe, like got right. movies and music months later. It all changed with like the internet and and everything else. But how was that for you growing up? Like how long until you got to so, see like the Goonies or something like that? The movies, the movies. All right. I remember when this is how like how it was in the nineties. Like it literally was a rebuilding of the whole city of the whole country. The first movie theater that opened, like reopened was like ninety five, ninety four. And there wasn't movie theater for like I would say about like eight years. Like there were in Nicaragua, like there wasn't. And when they reopened it was always delayed. It was always delayed. But then T V we had the thing with the cable in Nicaragua is that it's mad, 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 mad bootleg. And back then, there was no restriction. So, like, the cable company would have HBO, would have Showtime, would have, like, even, like, the Playboy channel. Like, after a certain time, it would, like, automatically switch. And, like, like we would watch all the pay-per-view fights. Wow, it's just like Haiti. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, but the cable that we had, we had MTV. And that was, like, obviously all I would ever watch was, like, MTV, MTV. Perfect you know? segue, because that's what I want to talk about. So. I think... Kaz had brought it up that you know we have a similar interest in pop culture, especially probably '90s and 2000 right. uh, culture. And what exactly about MTV? Uh, for me, I'll just let you know. It's like, it kind of like helped raise me. Basically, I was in front of the TV all the time. My parents worked a lot, so I kind of learned a lot. Of, I, I'm the only child. Learned a lot of stuff just from watching it through for TV. So what about what about MTV? Pretty, uh, it pretty similar. I mean, but for me, it was like I've never really been into like I've been into music my whole life. Like that's. I told myself growing up, I wanted to do two things was join the military and be a DJ. Those are the only two things that I would never like. I wanted to be a doctor. I never want to be an astronaut or, you know, whatever. Like, and growing up, I just loved listening to music. I grew up with five other siblings. My oldest, oldest sister was very into like new wave, uh, NXS, U2, that kind of stuff. My sister under her was very into like, uh, Spanish pop. My brother, older brother was into like house music and like i was into hip-hop and into rock alternative rock growing up i was like i just loved watching mtv i love watching like the american culture and like even you know trl and like 
um, just watching DJs, you know, even like when Kid Rock would DJ like the MTV specials and stuff, it was it was always crazy to me. And we would throw parties in Nicaragua. And then right before I graduated, we did a party where like the guy was like, oh, I'm going to because nobody would play hip hop. So like I was like, yo, I want to DJ. I want to DJ. And they had the little dual CDs and I burned a CD and he's like, yo, I'll, like, I'll just let like show you what to do. And I burned one CD because I didn't know. So it was pretty much like fade in, fade out, hit next, fade in, fade out. And I was playing like Ja Rule, like when it first came out. Um, big pun, like don't like uh, still not a player, like hypnotize and like, but people because nobody else would play that. And I was in this little dual player, like 17 years old. And it was just like the influence of that. And that right when that happened, the cable, this is a super crazy story. The cable company uh, became legit, so they couldn't show American MTV. Now, when you go back, it's all like MTV Latino, like, and all that. So, like, the influence of music is completely different. People always talk about, you know, '90s uh, is the greatest generation ever for music, and I think that's that's what I say. Some people may not, may not agree with me. The reason I think why is because it was the first generation that all genres were kind of blended together right like you, you could like we watch mtv and like you would go from one video to a grunge song one video to a new jack swing song one video to a hip-hop song and then a pop song like a boy band or something right. like that like later on in the 90s um and I, I think now it's popular because kids grew up with ipods and shuffle mentality and everything else but that was the first culture shock of like mad different types of people all coming together so i think that's why it resonates the most at least with me um what what do you think about uh your favorite shows back then and why are we why do you think we're still attracted um, to that era I right mean, now trl was it trl was it for me like trl literally was like come home put it on and it was it was the music and i loved all the music like you know like for us it was very not controversial but it was very questioning if you liked boy bands if you like britney because like so my room growing up was covered in posters like half of my room was literally like britney posters like up to the ceiling britney christina Aguilera. i had an american pie poster because my boy's cousin my boy's uncle worked at a movie theater and he got it for that me. was a connect back then was a you, connect. Movie theater, you got it yo you had to plug and it was in spanish it was in spanish because it was in nicaragua it was so fucking yeah when dope. i used to go to dr yeah they used to be like they would yeah. be in spanish and then the other half of my room was cutouts from the source the source magazine my dad had a p.o box so we would order stuff to miami that would get sent to nicaragua so i would get the source and it was wild because it was at his job um my dad was like the regional manager of this local restaurant branch and like like in his desk in his office like they'd be like oh the mail's here and it's like trick daddy on the cover with like his grill you know like yeah. and my mom would and be that, like, that advertisement for mercedes that the album that never came out on no limit records with her like spreading yeah, yeah, the the so, yeah. you, were you more of a double xl magazine guy or the source i was about the source i, I had all, all the, source. the source i still have some in storage i man. still have some in nicaragua like just, i'm pretty sure just being the article man when they're just they don't make him like that anymore. i mean it was everything to think of and 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 it, it was to me it was an experience because i literally would like like how kids you know would bring the east bay catalog to school like yeah. i would bring the the source and then like it'd be like every page like you know like the 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 um, the academics ads you know like the clothing it was it was the johnny blaze method man ads and like the 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 belts and everything so it, what, what do you think uh is um 
the draw? Is it nostalgia for you just because that's when you were, we always talk about this, that's, that's the era that shaped your musical knowledge because you were a kid and you were just learning as much as you could or do you think it was actually a, a, uh, a special time? It is about nostalgia, but it, it's also the conditions that we grew up in, I believe, like, because we didn't have access to the internet. Like, if we would download a song on Napster, it would be like three hours to hear 30 seconds exactly. of Papa Roach, you know, like... It's like the 90s. Remember back then, my, my step, because my stepsister, my stepbrother put me onto hip hop. So when they go to New York in the summer, they'll video, they'll v, on the VHS, they'll video record the music videos. Yeah. I remember the first music video I watched was the Lauryn Hill Nas one. What's that mm -hmm. famous song they got? Yeah, man. If I Rule the World? Yeah, and a yeah. famous Tupac hit him up video with the white background. And it, you it, know we used to have watch parties. We'll put on VHS. Now you yeah. got YouTube. To you know do what's that. crazy? It's the same thing. I mean, you know, we, we've been agreeing with a lot of the stuff the similarities with haiti and, and and nicaragua you know third world countries we in the 80s when we were going through the civil war my my sister and my whoever would travel to miami would come back with those eight hour tapes of just mtv like they would just hit record at 2 p.m and you know it would record till eight o'clock so my mom told me when i was growing up that like that was my babysitter because they would come back and put tina turner videos like madonna videos like they would just sit that on the TV and I'd be in, you know, on my, uh, in the crib, like watching it and whatever. I mean, and I've always loved 80s music to me. It's like one of my favorite genres. So she told me like, it's because of that, because we would sit you, you know, we just have it running because they didn't have cable. We didn't have cable. We didn't have, you know, anything, no local channels really. So the, they would just play those eight hour videos. All right. Let, let's run through a couple things. Just give me the first answer. Can there ever be an exclusive level of an MTV celebrity again like it was? I mean, there's influencers. That's that's the same equivalent, I would say. Kind of like a Jake Paul. So you'd rather you, you would rather be a, a TikTok star now than and than an artist that has a song that comes and goes like that? It's it's I mean, it's the equivalent, I think. It's the time the twenty twenty the twenty twenty one version, you know. You can't have the nostalgia of thinking that the exact same thing is going to happen again. So it's just, you know, an Instagram TikToker is, is the equivalent, I think. All right. So who is the baddest uh, MTV VJ of all time? It could be a guy, too. Which one do you think? Matt Pinfield. <laughs> Matt Pinfield is <laughs> what, your... What, what the VJ stands Matt for? Matt Pinfield is your, is your Jet Beauty of the like Week? The, well, it's just, I mean, it, I like it was just, I don't know. He was like, he was like the cool older guy. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was actually thinking about who who you thought was the most attractive, oh. but I let me tell you, Matt Pinfield is the reason I I do a segment on radio called Stump Wonder because they yeah. on TRL there was a, it was a, a segment called Stump Matt. I remember, and uh, so I kind of utilized that that segment or, or remixed. He was segment. just like the knowledgeable one. I yeah. think, you know. Yeah, dude, I love Matt Pinfield, um, but for somebody you might have been attracted to on MTV, who's oh, your favorite? Um, you know what I'm gonna say? Like I had this weird Kennedy crush growing up. Like she was like <laughs> such a dork. I always had that coffee shop. Like we didn't have that in Nicaragua. That was like so American. Like the like kind of sus. Not sure if she's like a lesbian or she's gonna like take you out. She like I don't know. She was just like too cool. Like like Daria vibes. Like I thought Daria was like super hot. You know? Yeah, JD knows a girl that like looks like Daria. I think. Who's Daria again? <laughs> Never mind. All right. Daria is the one with the mean face, right? Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That's what they used to call my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, Daria. <laughs> Alex, if you're seeing this, yep, that's what me and Michael used to call you, Daria. You stiff face. But yeah. All right. Who is the baddest? And this is 
this is a little bit like uh, later on, it, maybe not nine, maybe the late '90s, early 2000s. Who's the baddest video vixen of all time? Melissa Ford. Hold on, what? She couldn't afford a Honda Accord. <laughs> I mean, I never really, I don't know, I never really cared. I remember watching. You remember those like hip hop honeys videos? Yeah, like game, yeah, game records. Yeah, yeah, like I remember those, but I never really I watched those. I don't know. I never. I'm such a dork that I never really cared about the girls in the videos like that. <laughs> yeah, you were too busy worried about Matt Pinfield or what no, he was. I was not, too busy was worried about like who produced the song and like how what song can this exactly. what's Behind what's the, the sample in this and like who produced this and like I don't know. I'm like such a huge music nerd that I sometimes I get distracted. All right. Well, when you're out playing, folks, if you're listening to DJ Kaz plays all around the country, all around the world, but especially if you're in Miami, you come check him out. He'll incorporate a lot of like some of these TRL bangers. You and then you might hear some Money Bag Yo back to back with some uh, Christina Aguilera or something like that, or possibly some Britney back to back with Young Dolph. How do people uh, in Miami or wherever respond to it, and how do you work it in so they kind of uh, it's not a it, it's not an abrupt change. It's um, it's very tedious. I mean, I make a lot of edits. So like what I do for you non-DJs, I'll grab the song and I'll grab the best part out of the song and make a short version of it. So it's just about taking a lot of risk and knowing how to get out. Because you can, I think you can literally play whatever you want if you know how to get out and you have like the right edit of it, you know? For non-DJs that we're talking about right now, if you ever, ever want to dabble in this and you just decide to throw on something that you think is hot and then it doesn't go over very well. You just have a record called Be Faithful yeah. by Crooklyn Clan, Fat Man Scoop, and Little Faith Evans. You throw that on right after any bad yeah. record, and it'll get the party or, going. Or Party Up. Party Up. Yeah. Is, party Up, DMX, Be Faithful, Poison, Bell Biv DeVoe, yeah. It Takes Two, Rob Bass. Any of these songs you throw on at any given time Woo! of the night. What? JD, JD, can you not do that, please? <laughs> my bad. I had the DMX song stuck in my head. Okay. I need coffee. I'm There's tired. a few. Like, like I'll, I'll load a thumb drive, like, with the emergencies, you know, mm-hmm. and they, some of those always work no matter what. And people, right. people's mindset, people's attention span is so low that they don't even care. You know? Yeah. Speaking of which, attention span is pretty low. I need coffee. And right here, right here too. They're over here looking at their phones, having their own conversation. Don't worry, Kaz. We appreciate it. No, we're cool. uh, and so now if you're able to uh, program a night at a nightclub or even a club in general that utilizes your musical taste, mm-hmm. what would the perfect night be like for you? um it would start on some chill vibes i mean it would be anything from reggae to like r&b to like slow rock to maybe just something that's like a vibe kind of stuff um and then slowly build it up with some throwbacks to get the people to connect with the people to get the to lock them in you know once you lock them in you kind of start throwing some bangers and then you start throwing the the left curveballs and and all the weird stuff and once once you lock him in and you have him really locked in when you hit him with like the current hits i think that's when you can kind of your risk versus reward is a lot like your risk is a lot lower because your reward is going to be a lot higher and half last half an hour very nostalgic very either sing along or slow jams or just something to that hits you know some seasonal you know if it's Towards Christmas, you can play weird Christmas music, and that's it. Yeah, right. I think me and you, we we should uh, we should go half on a place, man. We'll call it Pinfields. We'll call it Pinfields. All right, after our favorite Matt Pinfield. What do there you, think? you go. That's good. The Matt. All right. Uh, now let's talk about we're talking about nightclubs, and 
we just happen to be talking about Miami, but this could be anywhere across the world that's opening um, back up right now. What's the what's the scene like in your particular local area, which happens to be on Miami, before and after? Do people look at you different? Do people try to undercut you? What's going on with the whole scene? Um, so when things started to opening up, what happened with a lot of these businesses is that the businesses got rid of a lot of the middleman positions, bookers, entertainment directors, anything that was kind of not like a filler position, but depending on 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 the spot, either those people got let go completely or when they reopened, those jobs didn't exist. And either a manager, a bartender, or somebody in the scene became in control of that position. So when things started opening up, I got reached out personally by either DJs, managers, bartenders, people that are in the biz. And they were like, hey, look, we're going to open up here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I told them, look, I'm interested. Like, I'll work with you. You guys have put money in my pocket for a long time but just know that when times come up you know it's it's back to normal so i i did that with a few people and and you know it's all about the relationship that you have prior is there any place that um that you wanted to play that you haven't been able to play in the past or a party a certain party that you wanted to play that you weren't able to that now you think you might have the clout that you could uh get on some of those lineups um yeah there's a few i'm not gonna name them though um <laughs> uh, but there's a few there's a few parties events I'm a firm believer in the door opening from the inside instead of me trying to open the door. Um, you know, I've just been building my name, building my brand, connecting with DJs, and I think a lot of the opportunities will eventually come, you know? Yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on uh, one of our first episodes is because you uh, do a podcast with DJ Zaya, right? Yes, with uh, DJ Zaya. He is currently not this person right here. Um, that's not that's not DJ Zaya, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have a podcast called MI Radio. Um, it started as two working Miami DJs and seeing Miami through the eyes of a working DJ. We didn't really want it to be a DJ based podcast because then you end up talking about the thing, same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So we started to just kind of broaden the whole Miami, the view of Miami through through everything. We started to get other people that were involved in the nightlife, people that have been in the nightlife or people that are visiting Miami and what's their take on Miami or what's their experience in Miami and just kind of inform people. You know, a lot of our listeners are people that grew up with us and, you know, are not in the clubs anymore. So having a certain guest brings them back that nostalgia and, and it's still connection because it all resonates and it all circles back to just Miami. All right, the people that are maybe listening and want to start their own podcast, what is the biggest challenge that you guys have come across and uh, how, how have you overcome them? I mean, it's it's the main things is being consistent and then having the content. That's it. Like if you're consistent and you have content, you can just keep going, keep building because a lot of people hit a wall. You know, like I said, if it's a DJ based podcast, you're going to talk how much about opening, you know, mm -hmm. like now there's some content of, you know, oh, places are opening up. How would you DJ again? You know, we do touch on those things, pause, but like we always try to keep it very broad to where it's not, we're not pigeonholed into just one thing. Be consistent with the content, with the branding and, and, and invest, invest your time and know that it's not going to be easy and it's every week or every month or whatever you have to like put something out. Do you need a guest every time or can it just be your opinions? No. I mean, we have every two, three episodes we'll have a guest, but then, you know, like right now we haven't done, we're going to record this week and it's just going to be us. And it's normally a good list of topics and, you know, we catch up and everything. So example, like if you want to do a Memorial Day weekend wrap up, you know, there's a lot of content to talk about that depending <laughs> on what you're doing. And 
So as long as you have the content and you have the topics, instead of just dwelling like, uh, okay, you know, we're gonna, this is the new music and this now, like, you have to get to the point. Right. Speaking of Memorial Day weekend, weekend wrap ups. Make sure you all wrap it up for Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> J- JD, do you have? You're a fledged. You're a new fledgling uh, podcast host. Do you have uh, any questions for like a seasoned vet over here? Not really. I've known JD for a while. I mean, yeah, we, we can ask. We, we can talk about that. Yeah, I've known him for a while, like since his wood days. Yeah. Yeah, wood. He's always been welcoming to me. FDR. Will be when Jules got a rise, you know, all that stuff. Him and Iron Lion, yeah, yeah. good times. Tell everybody how they can uh, listen or watch MIA radio. You can find me at DJKA5, DJKA number five on Instagram. That's my main platform. I'm on Twitter at DJ underscore KA5. Um, and then I repost everything. I repost all my podcast stuff. I have also a show on globalization, Series XM. And I have a show on Power 96, Miami's local station. Yep. And I am constantly working, moving. Uh, I'm also the DJ City rep, so I'm also doing events with them. And just on Instagram is my main platform, and I post everything on there. So right. just. Do you, uh, does the MIA podcast have any beef with with any other MIA based <laughs> podcast? So controversial, man. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say something else. No, we don't have any beef nah, with anybody. I'm just talking about any, they got any beef with any other, any other podcast in general? No. No, nothing. Nothing. There's no, po- no beef with nobody. All right. Well, as long as you just keep doing the best content that you can possibly put out, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's having, having, and not just putting out whatever, have, have an intention behind what you, what you put up and it, Make sure you stay true to your brand and what you want people to know you for, you know, like know what like what you want to do. Right. You always bring it back. In, in comedy, they call it a I forget. What, what do they call it again? Callback. There you go. Thanks. I a callback when you, you, you set up a joke <laughs> and then maybe about four or five jokes later, you bring it back. And that's what we're doing on this podcast. We have intention because uh, I heard you just came. I heard you just came from the Dominican Republic and the world revolves around women. And there's a lot of women in the Dominican Republic, isn't oh, that yeah. right? Oh yeah, DR is amazing. So how how was that experience going down there? What'd you go for? Uh, I went for a uh, a bachelor party. Oh, let me guess. Some of them ask you for some papers. Let me take me back. No, home. they get they get they get the hard eyes. They see they see the green, and then they're like, oh my god. Yeah, that, that's a real interesting place to take a bachelor party. As, as a oh, yeah, as a woman, I, uh, Jen, how would you feel if if your uh, fiance decided they want to go to the to Brazil or Dominican Republic for their bachelor party? Or, or Colombia? Well, then I would be able to go to like Italy. You know what I mean? Somewhere with like a lot of dong, a lot of ding dong. <laughs> tit for tat. Hey, I've heard some tat. wild stories. You girls actually get down your bachelorette, oh. and then you guys be considered. I know, a dude, he got a he got a chick pregnant on her bachelorette. Wow. And then yeah, man, I'm not gonna. Wow. They, that story is wild and i was like yeah man this that's his kid and he has baby mama drama with her oh then he had to call God. buddy he's like yo dude she was already called off with the wedding man she just went to party with her homegirls that day because you paid for it yeah you uh, yeah the women are are very very voluptuous you could tell the ones <laughs> i love dominican women the yeah, tan gets yeah, me you man. can tell you could tell but which the bad ones, news the bad news you could tell which ones just got their diapers done too like, <laughs> like i was we were at the airport coming in and i was like damn that one's here for a touch-up like you could tell you know like mm-hmm. the bbl was already yeah. coming out of the, the saran wrap brazilian butt lift <laughs> saran wrap i love that 
All right, so let me tell you my quick Dominican Republic story. So I went down there with a group of friends, uh, and there was only two white people, and us us two white people were the only people that didn't get sick for one thing. We didn't get that Montezuma's revenge Denver or whatever Empire. we call it. Dog, can I can I tell my story? Or right. what's up? Okay. So anyway, is this how we're gonna go on air? Go ahead, talk. All right. Uh, we go to a club, but it was a locals club in Dominica. It wasn't like the tourist club. That should have been red flag number one. Boom. Okay. Boom. We go in there and we're like, oh my gosh. It's like a, it's like an eight to one women to men ratio inside the club. I'm like, oh wow. We really hit the jackpot. This is, this place is crazy, man. Why don't more people come down here? Yeah. We, I, eventually we found out that they were all prostitutes mm-hmm. because they were so willing to dance with you. And I was like, weird, man. I didn't know I was this good looking. Eventually I, I go outside and two of the girls go out with me and I, I, I go sit down on the, uh, there's like a curb out there. And I'm like, wow, these girls, I, I still kind of didn't know that they were prostitutes, but I was just like, oh, whatever. I'm talking to them. And they're, they're just sitting there like, okay, we're going back to your place. I'm like, what? All right. And they're, and they're like, you know, how much? Or whatever. I'm like, all right, dude, it's a wrap. But I'm sitting there. Yo, eventually, I guess it was their pimp. It was an older white man that you wouldn't, or not white, excuse me, just a white passing, maybe Dominican or something like that. <laughs> he came he came walking out, and I'm like, oh, is this like your dad or something like that? Yo, he slaps one of them because she didn't wow. she didn't have the follow through to get the sale. So wow. that was my Dominican Republic. Well, what is this? <laughs> the follow through? I mean, our trip was pretty our trip was pretty chill just because there was still a uh, bunch of restrictions. We just chilled at a house, went to like the little beach spot. Uh, because one of our mutual friends has a house there. His dad has a house, so we just had a house, like chill, drank. You know, they they smoked cigars, and we went to the city to eat, and, and just drank a lot. Just fucking just drank. And my uncle lives out there. He he lives a wild life out there. Just drank, drank, drank. Yeah, and then an older version of me. I mean, we we <laughs> like I've I've been on I've been to Colombia on like some really lit trips, but like this was just more chill. Like, I think everybody kind of needed the disconnect. You know, everybody. We had a, a house for a two two story house with the pool and everything, and everybody just kind of wanted to just chill. Yo, does does anybody care about like uh, virus crap down there? Or they don't care. Yeah, they're still they're still like some some places still enforce. Like, I mean, they're not fully open. I always the way that I always see it is like, yo, Miami's like number two after Texas. Like we we're speed light ahead of the rest of the country. Right now, the rest of the country is like, oh my god, we can do normal stuff again. And I'm like, yeah, we did that and shit in July. Like, yo, we just didn't post it because y'all thought we were weird. Listen, that, that's exactly what I think. Like all these people that are are post. I, I don't want to say the words too much because I don't want this to get like flagged on YouTube or whatever. But posting cards of them getting uh, something in their yeah. arm and and then being so excited, like, yes, we're outside, man. Finally, we can get back to. That. I'm like, dog, this is what we wanted of from may of 2020 my yeah. dude this is this is exactly how you how you're feeling right now now that you got your little security blanket over here and you feel like oh maybe i can go back out into the world <laughs> hey, you know what i'm saying a, security we, blanket i feel like miami is like this like dog you guys have been doing that you know yeah I mean? we like i've like i said i've been working since july we i think we took like a little month break in august but like a lot of the spots that we've worked had restrictions at first and then you know People wanted to make money and people wanted to spend money more than anything. Like, it's more of that of the people coming out to spend money. And Miami became the hub of all the waste of the U.S. So every single person that got $1,200 and have never gotten a four-number check decided to come to Miami, <laughs> you know, and spend their little four-digit four check. Like, and, and, and we had to kind of cater to them. But we've been busy here. Like, we've been doing everything, you know, and, like, there was illegal raves for the longest, like 
thousand, fifteen hundred. Not gonna lie, it was the rain. best. Yeah, and the Rays were wild. Like during the curfew, the Rays were fucking yeah, I wild. Didn't, I didn't mind that twelve o'clock thing because I feel like places got filled up quick. It was a better time. Nah, yeah, but the logic behind it is so stupid. It because, was stupid, yeah. Because they're like, yo, till twelve o'clock, and then twelve o'clock you ha- you open the floodgates, and then the Uber w- were surging even higher. Everybody's on the street at the same time, so like. What's the whole purpose of this, you know? Exactly. I think the searches went up after New Year's Eve weekend. That was it. Dude, the surges have been insane. Every, every New York, day. get the hell out of the city. Go back to your wonderful city. Right. 2022. Uh-uh. We don't, have the, we don't have the work ethic for you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Y'all get back. Go, go back. back. <laughs> anyway, and that's one of the reasons why I came down my, to Miami. So I guess I'm one of those creeps that invade, nah, invaded your city. Nah, but you, I mean, you. Like, we talked, you know, you have, you have your stuff and I didn't see you as I don't see you as one of the people that I always talk about the the Florida games. Like I got hit up for a private event for this New York guy, and like he was recommended from a New York DJ for me the info. Did this little private event, was talking to the guy, and he was like kind of lowballing me, and he said something like, "Oh, I don't know Miami rates," and I was about to be like, "Welcome home, motherfucker!" And like, because <laughs> like it's it's not the New York shit up here, you know? All right. All right, but nobody else is allowed to come down. Just anybody watching or not, it's a wrap. <laughs> anyway, doors closed. Your city's opening up soon. Anyway, who cares? Have fun. I know yeah. people that already move that that already moved back. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. With some New York that already moved back. Well, I guess we're we're in it for the long run, aren't, aren't we, JD? Well, I'm here. I'm a Miami bred, so it's my city. Right. I don't know about you, but you need to get <laughs> you need to get used to it, man. Get the you tan, need to get the tan. Yeah, show the first the thing. Skin a little bit. We're in, I used to wear all black in 2016. What's up with this, man? You don't miss a beat with that. <laughs> I, I guess that's something I need to shed, but I, I'm never gonna give up all black. Uh, anyway, listen, man. I wanna I wanna thank DJ Kaz for coming through, and also thank you for having me, Jen. Thank you, thank you for just uh, wandering over here from behind the curtain <laughs> over there. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, so one more time, where can everybody reach you? You can find me on Instagram at DJKA5. I do have a site, DJKA5.com. It's a landing site, which links all my socials. If you do, if you're like 80 years old and you do Facebook. <laughs> if, uh, you, if you have a, uh, what is it, Cricket Wireless? Or no, uh, Jitterbug Wireless yeah, with, yeah. The, with the big numbers. If you have the four, number, the four number phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, um, I mean, my Mixcloud is on there. SoundCloud, Patreon, I have a Patreon, DJs, uh, all my edits, all the stuff that we're talking about are up for sale on my Patreon, uh, just 5 or $10 memberships. But yeah, just hit me up. I answer all my DMs, DJs looking for advice, help, whatever, hit me up. I do uh, Zoom one-on-ones too, so mm-hmm. all right. everything. Jen, where can they find you? Just Jen D underscore. Just Jen D yes. underscore on Instagram, right? Yeah. All right, JD, you still don't have um, social media? Yeah, I'm actually going ghost off social media Wednesday. Okay, cool. What? And then uh, the last thing I want to ask you, Kaz, is uh, any enemies that you that you want to spite right now? Any Anybody, anything you need to get off your chest? Nothing? Nothing. I got love for everybody in the DJ community. Okay, that's great, man. Good to hear. That's another episode of Complete Animals. Once again, JD did a great job. I don't think so, but okay. I need my coffee next time. All right. See ya.